this up. Weekend Warrior is on the air. From the epicenter of sports in the Southland. ESPN LA 777. With Dr. Robert Clapper, board-certified orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai Health Associates. Who is this? Ah! A new well, Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. The great Rebecca Womble has come up with another one. Sammy Davis Jr., Mr. Bojangles. Oh, it's fantastic. I'm so excited to be joined right now with the owner of El Tarasco, my favorite Mexican restaurant in the world, which happens to be here in L.A., in Manhattan Beach, on Rosecrans and Highland. Welcome to the great Ricardo Palomo. Thanks for waking up early to be with us, Ricardo. You betcha. How are you doing? All right. So you're hearing about how Ken Griffey Jr. is a five-tool player. He can run, hit, slide, throw, bat. He can do everything. There's five ingredients in the Junior Super. You hear about Junior Walker, another junior in the music business, playing the sax at a level that no one else can because he did things with his own style and grace. Tell us the story about El Tarasco and how the Junior Super came about. Well, the story there is uh, one day back in the I'm say 19, late 1960s, my parents, they had opened up uh, a restaurant out there in, in Manhattan Beach. Um, and my, my sister, my oldest sister, goes in the kitchen and says, you know what, I'm hungry and I want to make something different on my own. <laughs> my parents said, go right ahead. She's about, mind you, she's about eight years old. She goes up there and starts cooking up. Uh, she eats up her tortilla, puts a burrito in there, puts some rice, the beans, the, the ground beef, lettuce, holds it up. Mole sauce on top, melted cheese, guacamole, <laughs> sour cream. And my parents were looking at it and let's, let's, let's get a taste of that. So they go ahead and they taste it and say, you know what? You got something here. What do you want to call it? And my, my, my oldest sister, Rosa, being eight years old, says, you know what? I'm going to call this the junior, the junior super deluxe. And that is our best selling, uh, burrito to this day. Can so I tell you of some- those things? And, uh, it's just unbelievable Ricardo, what an eight-year-old can create. Yeah. She's the Mozart of Mexican food, eight years old. She's a prodigy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. You know, she still owns her own restaurant out there. She, her, she has a place out there in Venice Beach on Washington mm. Boulevard. Interesting. So she's, still, she's still in the business. She's still cooking up them burritos. I remember going to El Tarasco. This has got to be 25 years ago. I've been going since 1983, but I sat down, and who sat down next to me? Lou Reed. Remember Lou Reed, Walk on the Wild Side? Yes, yes. And and he ordered, he made he made poor Manny and Valdo crazy because he had to have all kinds of, make it wet, not too dry. Not, it was like a, sitting next to a Jewish guy at a delicatessen, you know, put the eggs on the side, but not too much on the side, make the eggs just, just a pain in the neck. But it, I'm going, oh, my God. That guy's voice, that's him, it was Lou Reed. So I can only imagine, over the years, at that countertop, did Phil Jackson ever come and eat there? Did any of the Lakers ever come and eat there? I, we used to, Phil Jackson used to more frequent the place in, in El Segundo because, you know, uh-huh. they used to practice there in El Segundo. We used to have uh, in El Segundo the Raiders, Jim Plunkett, Ronnie Lott, 
Um, you know, uh, all these guys used to either go there, um, which is name? Um, they used to go there and get their food and get it delivered because, you know, they used to practice there in, uh, in El Segundo. Hmm. And uh, Bo Jackson, he was always going in there, picking up some food. It was great. I mean, there in Manhattan Beach, you know, um, we had a lot, a lot of celebrities. We still do. Um, so I, and I don't want to divulge any top secret stuff, but I can't help it. The guacamole at El Tarasco is the greatest guacamole you'll ever have. And I think it was Valdo's brother, I don't want to get Valdo into trouble, who, well, I finally couldn't take it anymore. And I said, how come this tastes so good? And he said, we put a little vinegar in with the idea that it keeps the guacamole from turning brown, but it actually flavors it to an extent with a little salt and just crush the avocados. Is that really all that's in your guacamole? It's a little bit more than that. It's a little bit more <laughs> ingredients than that. But, yeah, it's a special kind of vinegar that my mom makes. Oh, that she God. adds things to the vinegar that gives it that, that certain flavor, like a little spicy, not too much, just that, that, just that little thing that, that works. Because you don't want to overpower it. Yes. You know, and, uh, and, and it works. We've never changed any of our recipes from back in the 60s. Everything is the same. I have, you know, we have generations of people. The other day I was sitting there at the counter. This guy walks in, and he's telling me his story, that his dad used to bring him when he was like six, seven years old. And now he's taking his son. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's generations. We have generations going there to our restaurant, which is, you know, gets, it makes me real proud to know that we're being able to serve all these generations over all these years. I remember going to El Tarasco. This has got to be 25 years ago. I've, I've been going since 1983, but I sat down, and who sat down next to me? Lou Reed. Remember Lou Reed? Take walking a walk on the wild, wild side. side. Yes, yes. And, and he ordered, he made, he made poor Manny and Valdo crazy because he had to have all kinds of, make it wet, not too dry. Not I want the coffee high, I don't want it too hot. But I want it hot, I don't want it too hot, I want it pretty hot. It was like a, sitting next to a Jewish guy at a delicatessen. You know, put the eggs on the side, but not too much on the side. Make the, the eggs, eggs over light, I don't want it too light. I won't want it too heavy. I don't want it low. I don't want it high. I don't want it very scrambled. I want it slightly scrambled. But I don't want it too soft. I want it a little hard. I don't want it too hard. Just a pain in the neck. But it was, I'm going, oh, my God. That guy's voice. That's him. It was Lou Reed. Take a walk on the wild side. Ricardo, my father, Abraham Clapper, used to say, the trip of a thousand miles begins with the first step. Tell us a little bit about the first step. Who was your dad? How did he get started? How did this all come about? Well, my dad, he used to, he came from, uh, they, both my parents came from Michoacan, Mexico. That's where the name El Tarasco comes from. Um, the Tarasco Indians are from Michoacan. So anybody who knows Mexico, Michoacan knows, they see El Tarasco, they go, oh, these people are from Michoacan. Mm. Uh, so my dad came down here and he used to work, uh, you know, he used to work the fields. Everybody did back in the days when they would come from Mexico, work the fields. And he was picking avocados, mm. tomatoes, you know, head up to Washington, um, Idaho, potatoes, like all over the United States. Eventually he, he made enough money to get an apartment and, uh, and, and called for my mom. My mom came down here, would work the field, would work, I'm sorry, work, uh, in the factories, you know, 15 hour shifts. You know, how it was back then, that cool. 15 wow. hour shifts. Wow. And then my dad gets a job with uh, Ramona's uh, Tortilleria there in Gardena. Mm -hmm. And one of his stops was uh, 316 Rosecrans in Manhattan Beach. Back then it was uh, it was this place called the Galley. Very mm -hmm. nice man. My dad told me about him. Said, I said, hey, you know what, Moses? One day 
I'm going to retire, and I want you to buy this place off of me. My dad's like, I'm a poor man. I can't afford a place in Manhattan Beach. But the man said, I'm going to finance it to you. You will be here. Wow. And sure enough, a couple years later, um, they, they the man told him, hey, I'm retiring. This is going to be you. We're going to work a deal. Oh, and, wow. And my, mom, my mom's uh, family was like, you know what? Don't do it. Buy a house. Don't do it. It's going to be a big mistake. You guys don't know nothing about the restaurant business. My mom said, well, I like to cook. My husband's a hard worker, so we're doing it. Wow. And, yeah, they got it and started adding things to the menu, you know. They started with tamales and tacos, and then my sister invents this burrito. Wow. And, and here we are today. You oh, know, my Everybody God. In, in the business. Not only is there El Tarasco, my parents help so many people. There's over, a, I'm going to say over 100 restaurants. If you walk into a restaurant one day and you see that same burrito or you see the same egg, it's somebody that my parents helped. Wow. Because Moses helped him, so he felt like paying it forward. Yes. Yes. My dad said, hey, you know what? I don't need nothing. I don't need nobody to thank me. I don't need, I don't need nothing. I'm living the American dream, and I want to share that. Isn't that amazing? All right. I want to pick your brain a little bit because it's just so great to have the great Ricardo Palomo from El Tarasco, my favorite restaurant on the line. Teach me a little bit about shredded beef versus chopped meat for my taco and my enchilada. I personally think having chopped meat tastes more delicious than shredded beef, and I get everybody has a different feeling about it, but from your perspective, what's the subtlety and the difference when you're working with chopped meat Versus shredded meat. It's like our chunky beef. It's just the way it's prepared. It's not cooked as long. When you when you use the the chunky beef that we use, we cook it to a certain degree where the meat gets tender, but it just doesn't doesn't fall apart. Mm-hmm. So when we cook it for the shredded beef, you just cook it a little bit longer, lower simmer to where the the meat just starts falling apart, mm-hmm. and that's the difference. You're gonna get it's the same meat. You're just going to get something that's cooked a little bit longer and a different type of juice that we use for our chunky beef. You order chunky beef, you got the mole sauce on it, and uh, and then they cook it a while for, with, on it with the mole sauce. So it's just different in cooking. It's the same meat. Just different. Now, Ricardo, I'm Jewish, so you don't have to worry about me stealing any of the recipes. But I think Mexican food is one of the most underrated cuisines. Everyone talks about Chinese food and French food and Italian food. But trust me, growing up in New York, all I had was Fritos corn chips. I didn't know what Mexican food was. You opened my eyes and your family to the great cuisine that is Mexican food. But I know this. The reason I love it so much is you can taste the love, but you can taste the work that goes into it. That mole sauce or enchilada sauce. Teach me, what, what, what is exactly in something like that? You know, you don't have to give away the top secrets, but it's, it's not tomato sauce. It's mole sauce. It's, what is in that stuff? You know what? The, that is just a mixture of, well, it's a lot of little spices, a lot of different little things that you got to put in there. But, you know, it's the chilies, the dry chilies that you put in there, um, the water. It, it, does, it does take a little tomato paste. That gives it that flavor. Some tomatoes, the way you cook them, and you got to get the tomatoes, put them in the oven, mm. and, uh, and and throw those things in the blender and put them together. My guy who makes it in the morning for me, Oscar. I mean, you know, 
I consider, I don't call them my employees, they're my family. That's right. All these guys have been with us for many years, and they're just, I mean, you met them, the best yes. crew in the world. The we best. wouldn't be where we're at without them. Please, please remind them that Dr. Clapper is now in the family. So, and I got to tell you, whenever I go there, Oscar and Valdo come out from behind the scenes. And if I eat all the chips and the salsa, they right away come and give me more. I, I want to kiss them. It tastes so good. That salsa of yours, it's more than tomatoes and green chilies, right? What else could be in that? Yeah, yeah. No, our salsa is something that we, my, that's, that's my mom's recipe. That's really? something that she created, you know, back then. And I mean, mm. I got people who go in there and, and, and drink the stuff. They go in <laughs> they order it. We sell it by the 32 ounce cup. Um, Listen, Ricardo, it's, it's, it's I'm, a a, I, I'm a surfer. One day I'm going to come in in my wetsuit and ask to swim in it. That's what, how much I love that sauce. Oh, oh, believe <laughs> me, you're not the only one. The morning sauce. <laughs> I was like, all that, once you put all that together, you get the chips. And, you know, usually when you go to places and they give you the chips cut up, my mom and my dad said, no, we want to be different. That's why you get the whole tortilla. You yep. cut it up however the size you want to do it. And you sip salsa. But yeah, definitely. We go through a lot of gallons of that salsa daily. And we make it fresh every morning. Every oh morning, my all God. of our food is fresh. Where Nothing do you make from it? the next day, it's just, it's always turning. You make it at, uh, on Rosecrans, or you make it in another place and you bring it to Rosecrans? No, each restaurant makes it at their locations. Mind wow. you, we have to train these guys. Mm. Um, there's only three of them that know how to make everything. And wow. these are the guys that, you know, we always take care of. We'll take care of all of them. I mean, these guys, they're, they're on it. Some things they do just at one location, and we distribute it to other ones to make sure that that flavor stays the same at each location. You know, as the world is falling apart, Ricardo Palomo, it's so nice that your dad has given us a gift that even in the midst of this crisis, your takeout business is still there. People can still come and you guys are doing just fine. Thank you with the takeout business. And I can't do enough to try and help you guys and to sing your praises. I want to thank you so much for joining us today and keep the business going. Appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you. This is, it's a, it's a crazy time we're living in right now, but, yep. you know, I mean, everybody just don't give up. Don't yep. give up. Well, Ricardo, you know, I like to say everybody's either pre-op or post-op. You now have an orthopedic surgeon in your family. The great Dr. Clapper is going to take care of you and everyone else you need because you've taken care of me for all these years. Thanks again for joining us. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it. you. Thank you very, very much. And you okay. guys get out there and support your local businesses. And yes. let's get through this together. Thank you. All right, Ricardo. Thanks so much. That's the great Ricardo Palomo from El Tarasco. Man, it's a countertop. Nothing has changed. But that Junior Super Deluxe will blow your mind. And when you go, tell Oscar. Make sure you meet Valdo. And just tell him, Dr. Clapper sent you from the Weekend Warriors show. Ah, and my mouth is watering already. Coming up next, I'll take your calls. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show on 710 ESPN. Mitch from New Jersey. Okay, let's talk to Mitch. Doctor, how are you today? Hope everything's good and safe. You healthy? Yeah, I'm healthy. I'm doing okay. But they got me doing the radio show from my house, which I've never done in nine years. I've never been locked up in my house before like this. But I figured, you know what? Rather than just playing best ofs, 
to be able to make this all happen and having the technology geniuses of Rebecca and Steve Paulette, uh, it was unbelievable. So here I am. Hey, are you calling from New Jersey or you live here and you're from New Jersey? I'm from, I'm from Staten Island, but I live in New Jersey. I lived live in Tarzan in, in the 80s for a couple of years. So you're still listening to it on the computer? That's how you're listening to us? On my app. I'm listening to my, uh, my Android. I have, uh, the iHeartRadio. Unbelievable. All uh, tunes. I what do you, what do you do for a living? I still work at FedEx. I wish I, it's, thank God it's a necessity, but I wish I can be like you and work from home, but it's yeah. impossible to pull that off, so. Do you ever meet the guy who invented FedEx? Yeah, FedEx. They'll be there forever. It's getting scary with this, uh, coronavirus. You, you gotta wear gloves. You, you, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Six feet. Yeah. It keeps forgetting, you know? Stay six feet from people. Get in and get out. Listen, does anybody ever make fun of your accent? Because the more I'm going to talk to you, I'm going to start to deteriorate, as they say. <laughs> well, I'm sorry about that. You know, you remind my dad. My dad had a photographic memory, but he was happy being a teacher for 30 years. Yeah. Not even, yeah, it was about 30 years. God rest you know, I had, he had a photograph. I, he loved history, but, you know, it seems like history is repeating itself for the last yeah. uh, 2,000 years. Yeah, well, I'm, calling, I'm calling you back. I went through my, yeah. I have a... I went, I went through therapy to had to end it because of the coronas. Uh, they gave me exercises from my right hip. It's stiff. It's, and my, mm-hmm. my right quad was weak in my other one. That's coming back. I'm doing exercises at home. Good. Um, I just want to ask you. He's telling me I have an arthritic hip. It's not a question of if, it's when I get the hip replacement. Yes. And I don't think I'll be able to continue working FedEx. And so my brother says, you get this operation before you retire, not after. If you save yourself a few bucks. But is it really impossible to continue my kind of, uh, my line of work? Uh, having a hip replacement on the, how, you know, my right how hip. Young, how young are you? I'm 58. I, I'm, how are you doing, young lady? I'm sorry. 58 years old. Yeah, you could return to FedEx. I got a lot of people running around doing stuff. You know, as a guest calling into my show, you've heard William Shatner. Remember Captain Kirk? He called into the show to, to tell us that he's riding well, his horse. Three weeks after the hip surgery, he's riding his horse again, and he's... 30 years older than you. So, yeah, you can go back and and uh, you do it to get your life back. You can ski. You can play tennis. You can hike. It's so rewarding. And the way we do it now is different than the ways we did it in the old days of a hip replacement. The implants are much smaller, more customized. We don't cut the muscle. People go home the same day. It's called minimally invasive. It's a whole different ball of wax. And the materials, now I like to use ceramic as a ball. This should last the rest of your life as you run around. So, yes, you want to fly out to Los Angeles? be my pleasure to help you. You want to stay in New Jersey? I would go to the hospital for special surgery. Go see my buddy Ed Sue or Robert Bully. you got some good people there that you can see. Um, just postpone it as long as possible, as long as the pain is bearable. Here are the two tipping points, Mitch, for you to remember. When is it going to be time? Here's the two tipping points I want you to think about. Because you decide when, not the x-ray and not the doctor. Tipping point number one, the pain is so bad it wakes you up from a deep sleep. Having sex is painful. Your life is miserable. You're limping terribly. That's the first tipping point. The second, now your back starts to hurt. Your other hip, your knee. You start ruining other joints because of it, then it'll be time for you to take care of it. In the meantime, the book I wrote, Heal Your Hips with Linda Yui, will help you, show you the exercise. Do not let them stick a needle or cortisone in your hip. And thanks for keeping in touch with us, Mitch. i got to take a break. And thanks so much for calling. God bless you. All right, Warriors, we'll take some more calls. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors Show 
on 710 ESPN. Check this out. Weekend Warrior is on the air. From the epicenter of sports in the Southland. ESPN LA 7710. With Dr. Robert Clapper, board-certified orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai Health Associates. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. That's right. Mahalo. Aloha. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Ahui hoy. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. We're doing this remotely. Rebecca Womble's doing a great job. Steve Paulette with the Facebook page. Oh, my God. What a great time I had with the owner of El Tarasco. And you can listen to this on the podcast. I got so many stories to tell you. And I also have to tell you about surfing this week because I'm not operating. The ORs are closed. Seeing patients, though, doing it telephonically. And some of patients seeing who are post-op. World's a different place right now, but we'll get through it together, which is why the importance of this show is here. The number is 877-710-ESPN if you want to talk to me. Uh, right now, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Lizzie, who's been waiting an hour on the phone. I apologize for making you wait so long. Thanks for hanging on. Hey, doctor. Thanks for taking my call. I, I think of you as the weekend savage. You just <laughs> rip through all the stuff and get to the point. I am a displaced Yankee who moved out here the same year you did. Uh And every time I hear your voice, I just want some latkes with sour cream and caviar. (laughs) Not sure what that's about, but... um, You know that I heard heard that there is a delicatessen in Santa Monica, I think it's Froman's, that when you order brisket, instead of giving you the sandwich on bread... They give you the brisket as a sandwich with two potato latkes. Can you imagine? Oh, I'm in heaven. I'm in heaven. Um, I work at a community college, and my job is to give money away, help students navigate through the financial aid process. Wow. So I'm on the computer 40 hours a week, unless I'm... Um, sitting them down and parenting them and telling them how to get through the application process. And what's happened is um, my right elbow really hurts. And I went to the doctors and they said, oh, it's probably tennis elbow. Mm -hmm. Um, But it goes, it travels at night. It travels all the way up into my shoulder. Mm. And they want me to go to physical therapy. But with all the challenges that we're having right now, um, I, I live in Riverside. Um, mm-hmm. I work in Orange County. That's not an option. Right. So I was wondering if there's any kind of exercises or anything I could do to kind of alleviate the chronic pain that I'm having. So let's do this. Let me try to examine you over the radio, which is, you know, a challenge, but let's see if we can do it. If you now take, which arm is it, right or left? I'm right-handed. Okay, and it's your right arm. I want you to take your hand, your right arm, palms up, okay? Facing palms up. Is the pain in your elbow on the thumb side of your elbow or on the little finger side of your elbow? Little finger side. The little finger side. On my pinky side. That Then you do not have a tennis elbow. You do not have a... 
because that's the opposite side. That's the owner side. And do you get any numbness or tingling into your fingers? No. No. Good. All right. So if there's no numbness or tingling, that's a good thing. That means it's confined to the tendon as well. And if you're actually feeling it also emanating from your shoulder, it's really rare to have a tendonitis in the elbow and also have a tendonitis in the shoulder. This is a tough one for me to try to figure out over the radio. No numbness or tingling, and yet it's in your shoulder and it's in your elbow and it's positional. The place I would really start is to see if you can order online a sleeve, kind of the same material that my wetsuit's made of, neoprene. You don't need anything fancy. You don't spend a lot of money on it. But if you actually wore a padded sleeve on that elbow, it's got to be related to the position of your elbow and all the computer work that you're doing and the fact that you're leaning your elbow on for all those hours on the desk to be able to do this. And my sense is strengthening is great. I love doing strengthening exercises. I hate cortisone shots. Don't let anybody try to numb it up with any kind of needle. And to just tell you, take Advil does not really solve the problem. we got to figure out why is it that you're having this tendonitis happening. But the first step I would take before you get an x-ray and MRI, and like I say, like you say, in these challenging times, living in Riverside, working in Orange County, temporarily while th- until things settle down where you can get an x-ray and an MRI and a good exam, that's what I would vote for is to get yourself a sleeve, buy it on Amazon, and wear that while you're doing your computer work, okay? Oh, my God. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. All right, young lady. Keep in touch with me. If this persists, it's now the end of March. If we get into May and you've worn the sleeve for a month and you don't feel better, then please call me back and and, and we'll go further. I got to tell you one more thing. Yes. Um, My boyfriend, Abraham, said to make sure I say hi to you. (laughs) Your boyfriend, Abraham. Did I do his hip surgery? No, but you've talked to him many times. Tell him I already love him because his name is Abraham, and that was the name of my father. I thought you might appreciate that. All right, thank you so much, doctor. All right, Lizzie, have a great day. God bless you. Check this out. Weekend Warrior is on the air. From the epicenter of sports in the Southland. ESPN LA 777. With Dr. Robert Clapper, board-certified orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai Health Associates. (laughs) <laughs> and who might this be? Oh, Harry Connick Jr., what a voice. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. So nice to be with you today, even under these crazy conditions. 31 years at Cedars, and I've never been more proud of my colleagues at the hospital, from the doctors, the nurses, the folks on the front lines helping to take care of you. The hospital literally is being turned upside down. I can't operate anymore. And, uh, but it's because they need the equipment to take care of people with the coronavirus and just to be up and running. So it's a beautiful thing to watch my hospital behave the way they're behaving, really being at the cornerstone of the community. You know, I see God in my life in two places, one in the operating room, and the other is in surfing. And this week I've had a lot more time to go surfing. I had a moment though this week was amazing. Talk about seeing God. I paddled out with my 
two buddies, Ed and Russ. The sun had not come up yet. It's dark. And all of a sudden, you can feel it. You can feel the waves starting to come in these sets. They come in groups. And my friend Ed said, there it is, Doc. It's coming. The biggest one of the set. And I turned my board, and I started to paddle. And I paddled. And it's 39 degrees. It's freezing. But I don't feel it because I'm so excited to try to catch this wave. And I paddle harder and harder. And all of a sudden, it's as though someone, the spirit above, God, is tapping you on the shoulder and tells you, you can stop paddling now and stand up. I'll take over from here. Whatever that energy is that's going through that wave, you now don't have to do anything but just stand and ride this glorious energy that's going through the water. It's just such a privilege to be able to do it. It's the gift I give myself for working so hard. Still seeing patients telephonically. I've learned so much by being on the radio about how to take care of people through the telephone now. Uh, who knew that that would happen? Never in a million years. Let's talk about next week. Next week, I have a special guest calling in from Berkeley, California. His name is Nate Johnson, and his expertise is the wildlife that lives amongst us. For example, it's springtime. You hear the birds in your backyard or up in the trees or as you take a walk in your neighborhood. What exactly are those birds tweeting about? I always thought that they're welcoming the change of season, that spring is coming. Well, that's kind of what's going on, but Nate Johnson's written books. He's a world expert on what the birds are actually saying to each other. And it's not, hi, how are you? Isn't it great that it's the morning, the weather's beautiful? No. Guess what those birds are saying to each other? They're saying, get out of here. This is my backyard. Get out of here. This is my nest. They're actually fighting for territory. Oh, my God. And recently I read an article that Nate Johnson put together about why different flowers create their certain sense of smell, sense of color, sense of style. It's all because of evolution. This guy really is going to open our eyes to the world that's around all of us. And boy, could we use that now to appreciate that spring is coming. So that'll be next week. I cannot wait to talk to him. And certainly we'll be talking about food because I just went to Oxnard and got buckets of strawberries, which I invite all of you to do as well, because I'm going to learn how to make my own strawberry jelly. Yeah, that's right. I never did this before. Homemade strawberry jelly. What do you do with a bucket of them? I'm going to learn, and I'll tell you all about it next week. Until then, I leave you with Volari, which means I'm singing and I'm flying. Until next week, I'll see you on the radio. Nel cielo